0: Following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP radio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Pop, your home for bi-weekly pop culture talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and alongside with me, my, uh, it, oh, let's see, I got to think of a term, a cool insider term. He is a member of my party, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny. How are uh, you? Wait, wait, I can't. I gotta wait for the uh, person to attack
0: me first before I, I can talk. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just waiting, just waiting, and see what. I'm just gonna let them do whatever damage they can do to me because that makes
1: sense. Uh, no, yeah, I'm still, still waiting, still waiting.
0: Oh yeah, I'm still not okay. Uh, maybe I'll. Oh, he sure I wanna...
1: he casts slow on you. Oh man, <laughs>
0: I'm already slow to start with. I'm all pretty slow.
1: <laughs> I think you're good. I just cast haste, so you're okay.
0: Oh, thank goodness. Post haste. And uh, yeah, I am. I, I was very. I'm trying to think of the word for, for this one. All right, so, just so everybody knows, behind the scenes, I, I host another podcast called Retro Blist, where we talk about old school video games and a series that's come up uh, for us to cover multiple times has been what we're going to talk about today. But we haven't done it yet. I've always put these off when I tried playing these before, and I have an update on this, Matt, as you well know. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. But I have recently, as in, in the last two days, picked up one of these games again. And I will, when the time comes, let you know what I thought. But, Matt, what, are,
1: what exactly are we discussing today? Uh, well, we are talking about the wonderful, wonderful world, the great fictional entertainment world of Final Fantasy today. Uh, which spans across 30 years, dozens upon dozens upon dozens of, uh, of games, whether mainline series or spinoffs or anything like that. So this is something is, means the absolute world to me. Um, and I'll explain it in our personal history, you know, personal history, uh, segment in a moment, but, um, this is one of the big ones This po you know, it hop- help populate the, uh, the role playing game genre for a lot of people. So, uh, definitely, definitely one that I'm kind of surprised and almost ashamed of myself for not doing for waiting this long to do it, but I'm glad we are getting it done, uh, regardless. And, yeah, Cy- and I would
0: also say that, oh. and I also say that it has a uh, even on other video games that aren't in the same genre it has uh, really really like even sports games now have rpg elements and i would dare say yes. that this game is responsible for kind of starting that
1: you're you're 100 right tremendous influence on and the, just the, the yeah just video gaming in general um side tidbit whenever you guys i don't know if you guys have done guests in a while for retro bliss but um i i'm politely asking uh if you guys do cover it sometime, I would love to be on again. It's been a little while. I'll I'll see what kind of pull I have. Okay. Because okay. I know so. last last time I was on Retro Bliss, I brought up a stinker. So it was not Retro Bliss approved. <laughs> well it was Oddly a, enough. <laughs> it was a stinker in your Oddly eyes. Enough. Let me let me just <laughs> let me just uh reconfigure yeah. Let me just reiterate. It was it was a stinker in your eyes. Gold in mine, stinker in yours. But Um, But I would play it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's good. That's all I needed to hear. So uh, so let's jump into it, everybody. Let's go into the our personal history with the franchise known as Final Fantasy. So, all right, a couple of weeks ago, I was going to do my little my personal history rant and Johnny cut me off and I have a feeling like Johnny might cut me off again for this one because he's not super, super familiar with it. Is that is that is that a fair assessment? You want me just to just go first because I think I'll be a lot shorter than yours. That, that. That's what I was waiting for. Yes, yes there
0: yes. it is. OK, okay yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So just let me go ahead and go. Uh, obviously, being a long time lifelong video game person, I've Always heard of these games. Always, always, always. Uh, when I would, I had a, uh, I don't know why I say I had. I'm still really good friends with them, but I had a really close friend that I grew up with in uh, in the public schools, and he loved these games. Right from the NES era on, on, he always loved Final Fantasy games, and he'd always try to get me to play them. And finally, one time, I went to his house, and I watched him play it. I don't remember is for the uh, Super Nintendo. I don't remember which one it was. And I was like, why are you like when you get into the battle? Cause the story, I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting. Cause they, they almost set these up like a movie as best they can on an old system. Yes. right? They do a really good job of that. And the music is very, very good. I always thought the music was good, but uh, the story gets really complicated and everything. And then I was like, when you finally get into the battle, when you're finally doing the battle, he's just standing there and he's letting us other character smack him first. And I was like, why why are you doing that? Why would not you just stop him? He goes, you got to take turns. And that's where I dropped off. (laughs) I was like, I just don't understand this. Why why can I not defend myself in some way? Uh, You know, that type of thing. So I went decades without even sniffing it. And then he, when he was in college, and I went to visit him in college one weekend, this was when uh, they'd moved on to PlayStation. I don't remember which PlayStation it was, but. I want to say it was seven or eight is one of those that has PS one
1: PS one. W- yeah.
0: Yeah. Where they had really, really good, uh, you know, uh, FMVs, uh, video and stuff for the story. And I was like, Oh man, they, these look like movies that the, you can tell a lot of work they put into these and everything. But I was just so lost when it came to the story. I had no freaking clue what was going on, <laughs> uh, or anything like, cause I didn't know who to root for. I was just watching them play. And, uh, So that's literally the only experience I've had until if you're a listener of this show, you know that at the end of the last episode, I promised, I vowed to Matt that I would play a Final Fantasy game for the first time in, oh, good gosh, easily, easily since I was in middle school. So that's forever. Uh, (laughs) And I did that. You did. Uh, I, think, I think I will hold I will hold my review for I played Final Fantasy three for the Super Nintendo. So those who wanted to know, that's the one I played. And I will give my review at the end of this show, right before we reveal uh, what the next episode is going to be about. But uh, So that's literally all the history I've had with this game. Matt, I'm very interested because I know you brought this franchise up multiple times. So I'm very interested to hear uh, your history with it.
1: Oh, man. I hope there's enough time. Uh, (laughs) I hope there's enough time. This franchise means so, so much to me and is actually like a huge influence on, on, I think, who I am, maybe creatively. Uh, My first, I might have played it before this because my dad had a, I I forgot that my dad had a Nintendo and he had a bunch of games and I'm pretty sure one of the early Final Fantasy games were on there, but the very first one that I vividly remember was Final Fantasy VII. That's the first Final Fantasy, a lot of um a lot of people came and fell in love with the, you know, with the series. With uh, it was really cool. I thought the graphics were stellar. the The characters were, you know, they were all very unique, and I love the idea of the the battling, the leveling up. Um, I mean, this is the, probably the first time I actually appreciate a good storytelling, in a, in in any form of entertainment. You know, you read books and stuff, this and that, but, uh, you know witnessing a story from start to finish and seeing how far these characters go, how far they've, they've, you know, voyaged to reach this final destination. You're like, you're happy at the end of the game. You're happy that you, you, you grinded and you put in all this work. Um, but at the same time, you're a little bit, you're a little bit sad. You're a little bit sad at the same time. Um, you know, I, w- I was drawn by the music. You mentioned the music before, too. Uh, and the music I still listen to in my vehicle. And I get looks and I don't care because the music is just that, that astonishing. Uh, being younger, you know, I had cousins, friends, and we all just kind of, we didn't like gravitate around Final Fantasy. But it became like a medium for us to kind of like play make-believe, like do make-believe. Uh, just to kind of pass the time. No, let's go outside and play final fantasy. And it was really cool. We'd make up our own like little adventures. It was kind of like, you know, like we were living the thing we'd get, we'd find sticks and use them as swords. And and it was just, it was, we, we do the whole goofy turn-based thing. And, uh, (laughs) we just had so much fun. We keep track. We used to have a notebook where we keep track of what level we were on. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly so so much fun um I'm trying to think of some other I'll, like just things how much this means to me in high school I, I didn't go out a lot all right I didn't have a great group of friends I didn't get invited out to stuff but a lot of my free time when I wasn't like playing video games or wrestling or you know doing stuff like that I would write I, w- I, had, I had a notebook where I would just write I'd put on my headphones and I would write Final Fantasy-esque stories involving myself and people that I knew. I never told them about it because it's kind of weird, but at the same time, like (laughs) it was, (laughs) it was like a really cool, like artistic expression for me. Um, You know, do you still have those? uh, I might have a few of them actually. I I think my brother found some recently um, that I wish you never found. You know that, but you're gonna um, get them out. You know that, right? Oh, I know. I know. It's it's just so cool because I like I I'd pull in like just the various themes, monsters, characters, weapons, and I'd put them into real world stuff. And I like I was just it was so tremendous. And now it really gave me like an appreciation for a sense of adventure. You know, we talked about Pokemon before. We talked about Lord of the Rings. These are all very adventure based things. Uh Final Fantasy was the first big one for me. You know, seeing these characters on like these gigantic world maps that you can traverse from town to town. And as I got older, started doing photography, started making day trips to go see like really cool locations. I would throw on my headphones and I would play like, for example, if I was like in just a very open area, I would play like the world map theme from like one of the games. And it would just enhance my experience, my, me being out there, my experience for me. Um, you know, it's just it, it's really cool that these are just little nuances that just mean so much. And like I said, I, I can't express enough how much influence this franchise, especially like the PlayStation era that, you know, and beyond. I have played all the old ones, but uh, PlayStation era kind of onwards. PS1, PS2, huge, huge parts of my uh, my upbringing and a and lot of a lot of creative influence on, on what I do. So I, uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about it. Um, but on that note, I can can go on forever, but on that note, let us get into the, uh, the official history of the final, final fantasy franchise. No, Matt, when we
0: get into, when we get into this, Matt, do we need to give uh, a disclaimer that there is a lot of Japanese names in this? <laughs> and, yes.
1: Uh, that's even in my part. That's not even this part. So uh, we should just have that on our logo. <laughs> we do not say Japanese names correctly, um, <laughs> that's right. and or, it's not meant as any disrespect. I'm just not good at it. No. No. So, Actually, we just if it's not English, we can't I'm trying to think of (laughs) English, (laughs) even that we do struggle with English from time to time as well. We are not world um, world uh, accustomed, I I guess, maybe a phrase. Yes. Just like our vintage Nintendo episode, which we started this wonderful podcast on. uh, We're about to mess some names up. So yes, uh, <laughs> That's <her>
0: t-shirt. <laughs> That's our t-shirt. Richard
1: Pop. We're about to mess some names up. <laughs> I think we found her slogan. All right. Yep. There <laughs> finally, finally. It took us a year and a half, but we did it. Um, all right, everybody. So in the 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 story of Final Fantasy development of it, it begins in the middle of the 1980s, right? The very popular video game boom, Super Mario and legend of zelda are all sparking you know and and keeping the, the 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 famicom or the nintendo entertainment system alive and uh it's a hotbed for developers to want that's what you want to be affiliated with you want to be affiliated with the hottest brand in town that was nintendo back in the day so square entered it with uh it used to be square soft or was it no square yeah it was square soft uh at the when it first started uh, they they developed simple RPGs, racing games, and uh, and and just various small time platformers. Nothing ever, um, really like huge. Nothing 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 vast, p- vastly popular. Nothing even remotely close to what Final Fantasy will become. However, uh, in 1987, though uh, Square designer here Hirono- here we go, uh, <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi, Sakaguchi, nailed it, flawless. Uh flawless victory. Uh, (laughs) each that's the wrong episode chose to create a new fantasy role-playing game for the cartridge based nintendo entertainment system he drew a lot of influence from um well okay so i was wrong one of their other fantasy games or no excuse me this is a different company at the time my apologies square enix which is kind of what it is now enix was a different producer who they made dragon quest they drew influence from that legend of zelda and uh, Origin Systems Ultima series, they, they pulled them. They just try to be a combination of all those things. And um, and according to Sakaguchi, many, many years down the road, um, this was his this 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 fantasy role playing game of his own was his last effort to be in the video game business. You know, um, I'm trying to think of something very, very comparable to that like there's just a market like like everybody and their mother does podcasts now you know what I mean and, and at some point it's like if you don't break through it's like uh, do I continue this that's kind of what he was feeling at the time you know Nintendo was huge and, and by 1987 they had it they had it. It, it was, they were household name established there was nothing that they could do wrong and it's hard to kind of break through especially when there was a you know Um, Just so many publishers around that time. So um, this last ditch effort is why the game is called Final Fantasy, which is a really cool thing. It was his final, final chance at being a video game publisher, and it was a fantasy game. So, um, yeah, he literally didn't know if they were going to be able to make another game
0: after this one. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Uh, they, I think one of the other names that I saw that they were floating around was Fighting Fantasy or something like that. That is which, correct. Yep. which also
1: sounds super cool to me. <laughs> it does. It does. Apparently, there was a trademark. Um, there was a trademark conflict or something. There was a role playing like game book, kind of like a D and D. I think that 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 uh, like a D and D type game called Fighting Fantasy, and that's why they they did not want to do it. So, um, and. I guess final is a very famous word in Japan. That's something else I learned. So he settled on that. And uh, it, it just it just worked out really, really cool. So um, it changed their fortunes. It released. And we're going to get into the, sta- the sales and statistics in a little. And, you know, obviously, uh, well, coming up soon. Uh, but it changed everything. It, it changed everything for Square. It put them as one of the hottest video game producers uh, almost overnight. You know, with with the storytelling, with the characters, the graphics, the monsters, um, it's amazing. I've never played the original Final Fantasy. I've played revised, like HD remasters of it uh, that are more modern ports. I have played, they did do a version on the PS1 and PS2, but I have played most recently an HD port uh, for the PSP about 10 years ago.
0: And Yeah, the original one, the original one on the NES. This is not on my Did You Know, so I can just bring this up here. Yeah. Uh The original one on the on the NES even had spells that didn't even work. Like you could cast spells and they did nothing at yes. all. Yes, At all. Uh, so it was kind of had some bugs in it that they didn't get out basically,
1: and that's why all these revised ones came out and fixed all that. It did. I mean, it it changed. It. Like it's very very playable now. You would think a game. Like, especially like RPGs. Like, I feel like RPGs are one of those games that can very easily date itself. Platformers can last forever, but I feel like RPGs can get lost in the shuffle. You're a video game guy, so I don't know if you agree. So, like, just older RPGs don't hold well today in some cases. In some cases. I think it,
0: it depends on a lot of things. Like, we covered Earthbound on our show on retro bliss. And that one still holds up to me because it's got uh, the characters and the, uh, it's kind of goofy and zany in parts and stuff. And it's got a certain style to it, which really, really helps it. Yeah. Uh, but when you're talking more final fantasy, which are more games that very much take themselves seriously. Uh, that's another story altogether. It takes a lot for those to still hold up and final fantasy. Honestly, it,
1: it does. It, it it definitely, it definitely does. It definitely does. So yeah, so it's doing really well. They're like, "Okay, we got to capitalize on this. Let's get to work on a se- uh, on a sequel game." But then they realized that the story didn't leave a whole lot of room for a true like sequel. And this became the theme that I've I've really enjoyed so much is that none of the games are connected. Each game is a individual respective story, which I I think it's cool. I think it's cool. You're bringing new characters, new enemies, new stories to the fold, and th- they decided to go with that, and that's been their theme ever since. Um, and you know, they just it, it, there's not so much in-depth stuff here, but obviously, with with new graphics, um, new capabilities of these video game fr- or these uh, video game consoles, uh, the bigger the production team, the more that they've always tried to add. They've done very, very good. You know, we talk a little bit about these entertainment properties that adapt over time final Fantasy's done a tremendous job of doing that so um it, i guess the next probably big step here in the history of it would be them jumping to playstation because uh when final fantasy was first created obviously we mentioned it was an nes property and back then nes if you were on nes there was like a well there were some third-party publishers like that did Movie games and they did different stuff for different consoles, but LJN uh, LJN, <laughs> yes, they, yeah, most notoriously, most notoriously, but uh, they were a Nintendo exclusive for the longest time, and then uh, and then they they were gearing up; they were really excited to uh, to to jump on with the Nintendo's uh, Nintendo and Sony were were collaborating on that uh, that that CD-ROM based console. Nintendo backed out of the deal. Sony became, you know, jumped over with the PlayStation, and producing games is a lot cheaper. Uh, The video games were a lot quicker with CD-based consoles, or yeah, CD-based consoles versus cartridges.
0: Yeah, it's really strange how that worked out. Uh, Nintendo, like you were saying, Nintendo and Sony were going, we're originally going to put out a system together. Yes. And that fell apart. So Sony's like, I'll just do my own thing. And then on the other side of the street uh sega was approached by this company uh that was uh, like at the time was very high tech with how they're doing graphics and stuff and sega of japan uh told sega of america no we're not doing that and that same company said all right fine and they went to nintendo and that's how nintendo came up with the nintendo 64
1: yeah absolutely
0: wow so it's pretty nintendo. wild
1: yeah pretty wild <laughs> i know and nintendo like like when we did our blockbuster episode right blockbuster created its own worst enemy in netflix Nintendo created PlayStation, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. obviously a good yeah. thing for video game players all around, but I mean, it became a very, uh, became a very intense little competition in the nineties for just a little while. Uh, so we talked a little bit about some of the, the various influences in those early games, like legend of Zelda, you go pop in the original legend of Zelda. And honestly, the, 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 the kind of overworld map thing is just like, um, just like some of the early Final Fantasies, um, the graphics have just—we've uh, now said they consistently improved. One thing I do want to talk about so much, uh, ver- spend a little time on, is the music aspect of Final Fantasy because this is this is what ca- I think this is what sucks me in. And like I told you, when I was, you know, when I go off on adventures, I pop in the music. When I drive in my vehicle, I pop in the music. Like there's a Final Fantasy song for every single mood, and it's wonderful. Well, I mean, actually- it's so, it's such a big thing that they will literally
0: have orchestras touring countries playing yes. songs from Final Fantasy, and that's that's pretty huge.
1: That's huge on its so, own. I mean, you don't see a lot of. Uh, there's not. I mean, maybe it's it's kind of hidden, but I, I don't I don't hear that or see that happen in too many other for too many other video game franchises, which I think is a huge, um, you know, a, a huge honor to. Uh, I mean, the the main guy who did it. Nobuo Uematsu nailed it. Uh, he was—he's been the—he was from the get-go the primary composer for the series. All right, he started off, you know, with them, and then he left in two thousand and four. But a lot of his music has been just is absolutely iconic. Um, that's the one you really think of. You know, some of the modern Final Fantasy music is—it it doesn't stand out like it used to. And I stopped playing, like I mean. I've po- I've played some of the newer installments, but after Final Fantasy, like 10, I really, really slowed down. Um, but there's just something about those early gen. saw so it just it just pops. It's it's amazing. It's perfect. It's like soothing. Um, and, and yeah, Nobuo Yamatsu did a, just a fantastic job of it. Uh, there's there's a, quite a few music games. Uh, I know they used to release CDs. Uh, soundtracks of these which was really cool I'll never forget when I first found Final Fantasy 9 soundtrack I was and I bought it I popped it in my CD player and oh man the world was mine the world was mine um, but that's I mean that's pretty much the history of it like in a, in a nutshell they're up to uh, 15 games in the main storyline and we'll talk a little bit about all, everything with the expansion Uh, In just a moment, but before we get into that aspect, let's get into Johnny Asks.
0: Okay, man, this was tough for me because I was telling you before we started recording that uh, I had some questions, but as I was doing research for the Digi Knows, they were getting answered <laughs> uh, left and right. Uh, and one of them you already covered, like I was like, well, why are they calling this Final Fantasy when there's like 40 games for this? <laughs> you know, it's like the the never ending story. I always felt like that was named incorrectly because there's, you know, there's a part one and a part two. <laughs> so obviously uh, it didn't end, uh, but You know, we already kind of answered that one. Um, And then the other one was like, why do they do that turn-based thing? Because that's a big part of of this style of RPG, of the JR. I think they call it the the Japanese RPG, the JRPG. Yeah, It's this turn-based gameplay where you take turns doing moves. Like, you'll do a move to somebody and do damage, then they'll do a move to you and they'll do damage. And based on your stats, that's what kind of goes on from there and that was the part that i always struggled with i was like why do they come up with this and lo and behold i found out the inspiration for it uh when i so i'll again i'll answer that in the johnny's did you notice. very fascinating and i was i was uh waiting on matt to bring it up but he didn't thankfully no i just think <laughs> i just know. i just be, know <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be something very near and dear to your heart matt i'll tell you that much oh boy but uh yeah there's a lot of uh that's why for this one, I thought I was going to have so many questions, but legit, every one that I had was answered <laughs> as I was doing the dude, you knows. So that's how much of a rich history and fan base this game has. Uh, people have dug the depths of this series and have, you know, and there's an answer for almost any question you can come up with. So the Johnny ask, I'm sorry to say, all my questions were answered. Uh, the only other one I have is a cloud. What's up with that? <laughs> Which part? What's up with that? <laughs> the, the, the sword? The sword looks really cool. Don't get me wrong. I bought one. But, but there's no way. If that was a
1: real sword, there's no way that dude could wield that thing. <laughs> no, oh, hell no. No. It, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> like, not not in the slightest. I, I bought one years ago. It was like a replica one. Obviously, it didn't really work. But... um. Oh, man. 80 bucks off eBay. I and Matt was...
0: now, you can't see this, but Matt now only has one arm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, have a, I have a gun arm. I have a gun arm like if like another character. Yeah. um, Yeah, I, I I've appreciated like, it, it's kind of I mean, it's pretty much anime. I think it's considered an anime in, in some different. Uh, yeah. You know, so physics and stuff just don't make sense, you know, but um. But yeah. So, all right. So, no questions. We're moving on, everybody, to the Matt's stats portion. All right. So, uh Square has done a really good job of, you know, uh, just branding, selling these games, marketing them. It has a uh how do I put this? It has a very just a very devoted fan base. So, uh just to show you how steady, steady that sales have been steady and ever increasing. Um just to show you the growth as of 1996, they had sold 10 million software units, so I think that's Final Fantasies one through six, maybe. Um, 45 million units by August of 2003, 63 million by December of 05. 85 million by July of 2008, uh, June of 2011. They had s- finally reached over 100 million uh, units sold. So the software is is individual, you know, games all um, all together. March 2014, 110 million units. And uh, it's it's around that time. Well, January, 2000, um, January 2007, it was listed as the number three best-selling video game franchise of all time. And in July, it jumped up to number four. As of 2019, the series had sold over 149 million units worldwide. And then the most recent number for you is uh, November 20th, this series has sold over 159 million units across the world, which is uh, pretty pretty significant. So it's done. Uh, it, it's it's done very well for itself. Uh, I'm gonna go game by game now and list uh, their sales, kind of what they did globally. All right. So that is not what I was looking. There we go. All right. So the very first Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy One. 1987 um it grows 296.3 million dollars with 5.193 million uh unit sales so it did uh it's really nice here this is vgsales.fandom.com and they actually break it down by uh by release so like the different remakes and stuff but overall final fantasy one has uh that's that's how much it did Final Fantasy II, which was in my favorite ones of the old 2D sprites, 2.52 million sales, and it did 172, um, oh, 172 without inflation, 356 uh, million with, with inflation. So it does accompany that. So that's good to know and see. Final Fantasy III. Now, this was not released in North America. I do have to acknowledge that this was not released in North America until... Very late. I think 2000s, 2006, maybe. All right. 4.7723 million sales and $584 million with inflation um, is what it grossed. 1991, Final Fantasy IV. There's several games that came out for the Final Fantasy IV. They re-released in 97, Uh, 99, 2001, 2005, 2007, and then 2011, Uh, They also had games in 2008, 2011 and 2013 doing after years, sequels, stuff like that. Uh, The Final Fantasy four brand four point nine eight million sales with six hundred eighty seven million dollars earned with inflation. Final Fantasy five 1992. Uh, This is another great one that I, I I love them all. I should just stop saying this is a great one because they're all great. Uh, 3.96 million sales and $710 million earned. Final Fantasy VI in 1994, 10.17 million sales and 859 million uh, with inflation. Final Fantasy VII is where we take the biggest leap here when it comes to sales. Uh, 1997, 24 million units of Final Fantasy VII whether it be the original game, whether it be some of the compilation games, there was a before Crisis, there was Dirge of Cerberus for PS2, uh, Crisis Core for PSP, a fantastic game, and then, of course, the Final Fantasy remake, which did very, Final Fantasy VII remake, which did very, very well for itself, but 24.2 million units sold. One, oh, God, I, how does this even work? It's, it's made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking 1.8 billion if, if i can if i'm reading this correctly it's it's made a lot of money um final fantasy 8 this is my personal favorite game 9.65 million unit sales and 834 million dollars in sales final fantasy 9 this is the last game for the uh playstation 1 5.9 mil in sales 654 million at the uh overall Final Fantasy ten and ten two. This is the this is the first game in the Final Fantasy series with a sequel. Um, all combined, fifteen point two four million units sold and one point nine uh, billion dollars earned. So, pretty uh, pretty good there. Let's see, and uh, where do we go? Final Fantasy twelve. Excuse me, thirteen point eight million units sold and. uh did very well. Yeah. I can go on and on. There's so many games here. There's so many games that you guys can read. You know, there's, of course, the legend series, which they did legend games. They did uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which is a really cool one. I, I don't know if maybe you would enjoy that, Johnny. Um, it's it, it's still turn based, but it, it, you'd have to go check it out. I, I do recommend it. Um, it's 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 pretty sweet. But um, overall. Overall, this is the last. This is the last little bit. So, between remakes, side games, main ca- main games, there have been 103 different releases of Final Fantasy games. So, um, obviously, yeah. Just
0: what are the um what are the ones where they uh, partnered up with Disney called? There's been a couple oh Kingdom of
1: Hearts. Yes, they are they are affiliated yes. with Kingdom Hearts. Um, there yes, that's a Square and Disney combination. And obviously, Kingdom Hearts has done very, very well for itself. It's very popular in the world of anime, and uh, yeah, that was a big one. I was I was elated when that came out. I'll never forget getting that for Christmas. But um, you know, just combining two two of my favorite things in the world. Excuse me, but yeah, hundred and three different uh, hundred and three different entries into. Uh, most recently, they've done a lot of. Uh, they done a lot of crossovers. They just started doing crossovers with all these different characters within the last 10 years with their Decidia franchise. So prior to that, um well this is a game that's released on the PSP, but prior to that, none of these characters ever crossed over, none of them interacted. So there was prob there was a good 20 years of no crossover interactions. So it left a lot to the imagination and then they started doing it with this uh very unique uh, probably more your speed, Johnny. It's not turn-based battle, but uh, it's 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 kind of it's a little closer to Kingdom Hearts than it is traditional Final Fantasy games, the City ones. So, um, really cool graphics too. Really cool to see all these characters that were just two-dimensional sprites, little two-dimensional sprites, blown up in HD. It's really cool for me. But that is uh that is the Matt stats portion of the show. Again, we can go on and on. This is one of those ones where it's like, okay, I got to pull back a little bit. But um, those are the sales stats. Obviously, Final Fantasy has done very well for itself over time. Let's head on over to Johnny's Did You Know.
0: Let's get on it. Uh, here, this answers one of my questions I had in the Johnny Ask. Uh, early on in the history of these games, Square was very unsure. I guess is the best way to put it on releasing these games in the United States, and this was because uh, they thought that the U.S. market wouldn't be used to, or they wouldn't get. And to be fair, I guess I didn't get it originally. That type of gameplay. It wasn't something that they were that was normally there for them to play it was very different than what they were used to and Mm -hmm. matt because i was going to tell you i was asking you before we recorded uh you know why are they numbered so weird (laughs) like uh, you know number three is a totally different number in japan it's a you know correct type of deal it's very very confusing yes Uh, Yes. that's why because they were released differently here uh you know like some of the games that came out here had already been out in japan for years before released here. it was and only so the three
1: that three game stretch between three and three and or was it three and six yeah three four five excuse me three four five and six that was the only little weird stretch but other than that it, they've been consistent uh internationally
0: yeah so it gets it gets really weird numbering there but that that's why uh the crystal theme the it's probably the most uh well-known or famous song in final fantasy It's appeared in the most Final Fantasy games. Uh, There's usually a version of it in almost every one of those games. Yep. uh, That was created by oh oh, gosh, you said his name earlier. Yep, Uh, Nabuo Yomatsu. Yes, thank you. Uh, However, that very famous theme (laughs) uh, basically they had come to the end of making the first game and then they went to him and said hey, we need something, uh, some song that would play right here when you boot the game up. We just need something. And they gave him like five to 30 minutes to do it and that's all he had because it had to be done and guess what he did it uh some sites say he did it in five minutes and some say he did it in about 30 minutes either way that's freaking impressive
1: <laughs> respect 100 yeah. percent respect
0: because that's an iconic song now yeah uh final fantasy 15 i think that's what the x the, that's the other thing these roman numerals so i get those wrong <laughs> just you know it's fine uh but x and a v i believe is 15 yes uh final fantasy fi- see i know matt knows because he watches football and that's how they do the super bowl uh, <laughs> this i felt, it's very fascinating matt uh, this one was almost a musical they were going to <laughs> they're going to make this a full-on action musical because the, the director of that one uh namura uh, you know, he had went and saw uh, a little play called Les Oh, starring a certain Wolverine actor named Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, and he loved it. So after he saw it, he came back and he was like, hey, I want to do this with this game. But he got turned down because they'd already kind of gotten half of the game done and it would have been a big pain to go back and redo. all. Of it.
1: <laughs> so, I would I would enjoy so Final almost- I would enjoy Final Fantasy musicals, I think. I'm surprised I haven't tried it since because I've tried other genres with,
0: with it for sure.
1: Yeah i i would I would definitely I would definitely appreciate that. It, this is the thing about Final Fantasy. It's it's mainstream, but it's it's not. And the right. fact that like, yeah, um, of- which which is weird. Like people know about it, but like, toys for example, toys. Sorry to cut you off, but the toys. I love the Final Fantasy toys, but you could never find them around here when they came out. I'd see him down at Disney World, but you never see him at a toy store around here. Craziest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so strange when it comes to that. It's it's mainstream, yet it's not like you said. Uh, originally, the character Cloud, who I would argue is probably one of the most famous and or well-known of uh, the Final Fantasy characters. Originally, when they were designing him, he had like slick black hair and his sword was way, way smaller. <laughs> And I think it just fundamentally changes the character, right? Like that giant sword and his hair are the two things that really stick out about him when you're just looking through characters and you see those two things.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Uh, Hiron Nobu, the guy who originally created Final Fantasy, or one of the ones who helped create it, is also responsible, man. I don't know if you knew this or not when you're doing your research. For really, uh, he didn't create them. They were already kind of there, but he really brought them to the forefront with the games that he would make and popularized those very infamous or famous Japanese dating sim games, uh, which range from all from all types of uh, being really good to being really strange uh, <laughs> to being
1: basically pornography, whatever, whatever you want to be. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pornography. Um, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a popular thing that people, I, I guess, get into. Yeah. It's just a popular thing, especially over there. That That's, uh, yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, so for the very, for
0: the very, I found this very fascinating. For the very first Final Fantasy game, it took seven to eight people to make that game. Uh, for the last game that came out, almost 300 people it took to make that game. Yeah. <laughs> such a difference. So yeah. Such a difference. Uh, The only the original Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy game, and I mean the very original on NES before they, uh, before they did the reissues or they did the, where they re- redid some of the stuff. That's the only one that does not feature the character, the character Sid. CID, is that how you say his name? Yep, Sid, yep. That's the only one that doesn't have him. When they went and revised it, they actually mentioned him in there when they revised it. But the original one that came out, that's the only one that he's not in at all whatsoever.
1: Which is pretty, yeah, that, that's, that, that was something I'd, I never realized was a thing until. Much much later, but yeah, there's always a sin. I don't I don't know why, but <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Doesn't he usually like he usually like pilots a ship or
0: something like that? I think. Usually, he's some usually some like kind of pilot.
1: pilot. Yes, in every yeah. game he's well, yeah, he's, he has some kind of uh airship knowledge. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so the last one I have, and this is the this is the big one, man. I'm going to ask you this: Do you know why uh, they came up with a turn based? fighting system do you know where they got that inspiration from um no i'd love to hear it actually american football well I'll be of damned. all things they um uh, the some of the people who are making the game noticed that in american football you take turns playing i mean while there is defense and stuff but you take turns on offense right yeah uh you know trying to score on the other and stuff like that and they're like oh and they just flickered in them hey Let's make this where we take turns uh, fighting each other type of thing. And that's one of the things that they got up from was American football.
1: I like it because, I mean, I think like football, there's strategy, you know, to Final Fantasy, especially with turn-based games too. I feel like there's a little bit more strategy involved with taking yes. turns. You got to time things. You got to almost plan out a little perfectly. So that's really cool. I really had no idea about that. About that. So
0: very nice. So there you go. Uh, so we actually helped something. America helped something. <laughs> <laughs> For once. We did something good. Uh, but that's all. <laughs> but that's all the Johnny Digi knows. Let's get on over to the where does Final Fantasy stand in pop culture today?
1: Now, this is it. Now is the time to choose. Die and be free of pain. Or live and fight your sorrow. Now is the time to shape your stories. Your fate is in your hands. Yuna needs Kimari. Kimari protect Yuna. Well, I'm fighting. I can't believe we're gonna fight Lady Yuna Give me a break. You can always run. Ah. I'd never forgive myself. No way. Not if I ran away now. Even in death, yeah? Uh,
0: my thoughts
1: exactly. Yuna! This is our story. Now let's see this thing through together. Oh, man. Where do I begin with this topic? <laughs> Where does it stand in pop culture today? Uh, People are clamoring for remakes of older games, older versions of this game. We just finally, after four years of teasing, we just got it last year with the Final Fantasy VII remake, but people are clamoring for full-on remakes from some of the earlier masterpieces. Now, you know, uh, people like remakes all the time, but they like remakes for very, very good games. Uh, people don't clamor for remakes of ET, the extraterrestrial, uh, they, they, for the Atari, they don't, they just don't do that. All right. For final Fans yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, for one, want a very HD game where I'm ET and I'm constantly falling in the giant
1: holes. <laughs> My fault. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's tremendous what it's done for pop culture. Like, uh, they're still re-releasing games. Like, every time I get a new console, there's just, like, a plethora of Final Fantasy games uh, at my fingertips. There's all for- sorts of um, apps. You can get all the Final Fan, Just about all the original f- one through nine Final Fantasy games on your iPhone, which is really cool to kind of get to play that on the go. They, 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 they have their own unique uh, apps, too. I'm currently playing one. It's called Final Fantasy um oh boy that's terrible oh record keeper and it's another collaboration they put you know their little two-dimensional sprites of every single final fantasy character that has ever ever appeared in a game uh hero and villain like major villain and you can play as them and level them up and play through various stories um, of final fantasy lore but yeah i mean role-playing games it's 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 not for everybody. Yeah, like I, I I understand the turn-based stuff. It's not for everybody, but I think it helped popularize it. Um, but you still, you know, the music and um, you know they've done movies on it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII had its own movie, which is really 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 good, um, called Advent Children, which I, I I loved it. Its its popularity is is endless, and it's really cool when you get to meet somebody and talk about like Final Fantasy, and there's people all, all over that will talk about it, but um, the items just keep kind of resurging in popularity. But, uh, shirts, shirts especially, toys, all sorts of different merchandise just finds its way back into popularity.
0: Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I mean, they're still making games over there at Square Enix now. Uh, they'll always be making Final Fantasy games would be my assumption. I don't foresee a time where they won't be. I mean, that's their big bread and butter. Yeah. Or, you know, or being involved with Kingdom Hearts, which is their – uh, one of the disney and final fantasy kind of mixed lanes there uh, and those are ones that just kind of recently came out they had a game for each one of those that just not too long ago were released so yeah uh, they they're still going on strong um they're still releasing other games i mean they they got so big thanks to final fantasy that they got to make uh the, the last uh avengers game marvel a marvel franchise yeah so that's telling you that if the i mean I know that game was very lukewarm Reacted to. I never played it, so I have no opinion on it. But, uh, you know, it just says something that how big this company has gotten thanks to Final Fantasy. So I don't foresee them really going anywhere unless they get in their own way, which is obviously possible with anybody. But uh, Final Fantasy is always, always going to be there, just their impact on video games alone, just for that. It's always going to be there. I don't think video games are going nowhere. And, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of mentioned it before, but this whole leveling up thing uh you know uh like kind of helping your stats go up that sort of thing is such become a part of any genre of video game now yeah sports games uh, literally sports game i mean you can name it yeah i mean i've i've been playing nba 2k games forever and they started putting that in there where you make a character and as you're going you can up your guy you can put him in whatever uh, you know make him a shooter or whatever it doesn't matter and that's kind of came from final fantasy in a way because they would you rank your characters up and they get stronger in certain areas and stuff even though i did read somewhere that uh originally the intelligence thing didn't mean anything at all yeah <laughs> like you can do whatever you want there you can be a make you look as dumb as a brick and it doesn't affect gameplay <laughs> whatsoever. So, uh thankfully for me i guess when I start <laughs> but yeah uh, i don't see it going anywhere its impact on just video games is, is crucial and uh, I'm going to end this with a quick, I'm not going to give a number review because Trevor and I discussed this for retro Blist and final fantasy three will be a game. We're going to cover on there in the near future. Very good. So, and also only played 30 minutes and I don't feel that with a game like that, that's enough time to really fully review a game like that at all. No. Any final fantasy game, which is just so much there. You need to put some time into it. So yeah, it's about, they're only about the playing five hour games. Yeah. Yeah, easily, yeah. So I played not even – that I mean, I played 30 to 45 minutes tops of Final Fantasy 3 for the Super Nintendo. And I got to say, I really liked the setup for that game a lot. They really did, like I was telling you, Matt, for a Super Nintendo game, they really made it feel cinematic. And that was incredibly impressive to me. Just from the – one of the opening things is you're – Going into town and and the screens moving really well and the music's playing and all this and I was like, this this is done just like a freaking movie.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was so impressive to me that I was hooked right there. Uh, I've come a long way when it comes to turn based fighting. When I was younger, I hated it, (laughs) couldn't stand it, didn't understand it at all. But now I think I played so many games that I've kind of used uh that in one way or another that i've just gotten used to it it doesn't bother me near as much earthbound is one of my favorite games i've played in a long time and it uses that same thing yeah so i've come i've come around on it it doesn't bother me near as much as it used to uh but uh so <clears throat> i can't wait to put more time into that game so i guess my quick review of it would be matt i think i like final fantasy yes i know at least it. at least three at least three i do like three. <laughs> That's good. To and hear, the music, my man. of course, is iconic. Yeah. the yeah. uh, Music is iconic. So,
1: yeah, everybody likes to put their own. There's a lot of people who like to put their own little modernized spins on it, too. And it's it, 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 it helps and enhances it enhances sometimes. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear you like it, man. I really want you to I really want you to play some of the more modern ones. I definitely love to hear that. I want
0: to cool. try seven as well. Uh, Just because I heard so much about seven.
1: Seven, the story is great. Eight, like I said, eight is my favorite. And it's honestly, eight is probably the easiest one. Like I said, they're all so special and they all bring something unique to the table. And uh, I spent a lot, a lot of hours grinding at some of these ones, some of these games. But very good. That concludes this Final Fantasy episode. Johnny, we'll be back in two weeks. What are we talking about, my friend? Well,
0: man, I discussed this with you again before we started recording, and I don't know why I'm trying to talk like Shatner, but, uh, and I decided to, (laughs) Uh, we're going to cover, for the first time on Retro Pop, a Western. We've never covered a Western before, and that was a big genre in television for a long, long time. We're going to cover the show that lasted way longer than you could ever think. There's over... 400 episodes of this, Bonanza. We're going to cover the show Bonanza. Uh, it's a show that really kickstarted some careers. Has a fascinating back uh, background into it, and some a lot of intrigue and a lot of drama behind the scenes for bonanzas So, I'm really looking forward to telling the story of this show. Uh, you can find a lot of the episodes just free on YouTube. You can just find them and watch them all you want. So. Uh, we're gonna be talking
1: Bonanza the next time on Richard Bob. I'm looking forward to it. I love a good Western, and yeah, it's one of the most iconic shows in, in television history. It really, it came about at a really perfect time too. So I'm glad you chose that. This is yeah, it's the first time. It's been a little while since we've done some TV show stuff. So, um, but that is it, everybody. Um, oh, should I? Oh, I'm gonna put the victory fanfare music here at <laughs> the it. end of it. So thank you so much, everybody, uh, for joining us for this week's episode. This episode of Retro Pop Uh, Level Up. We'll see you in two weeks. It's your turn. from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk, but no politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... PSA